0: Well, moving into our early morning discussion, right? Well, look, it's a hard life for most soldiers, wherever you are, wherever you may be serving as a, 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 in your national defence force, wherever it may be, or even in a in a reserve corps, for that matter. It, 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 one gets the the assumption or this this feeling that it's not the easiest of life away from creature comforts, etc. But even at the air force headquarters in pretoria apparently it's worse personnel are working as the temperatures are reaching and if you in pretoria this last couple of days you know exactly what i'm talking about almost 40 degrees and without any air conditioners now apparently it is so hot that computer servers frequently overheat according to reports the working conditions became so unbearable The Defence Force Union, (SANDU) issued an ultimatum to the Air Force last week. Listen here, you better sort out the air conditioners, otherwise our people are walking. The Air Force headquarters, which was commissioned 30 years ago, um, has roomed for 1,200 employees with two floors above ground and three floors below. whether that's adequate or not and what's the issues there we discuss the matter with military expert helmut heitman Uh, good morning to you helmut morning and thank you for joining us uh helmut first of all i mean how is it possible that the air force can rake up a multi-billion rand uh, bill and that too for, for air conditioning. Uh, one would assume that, you know, an air conditioning, of course, may be a need of the time and the hour, but a few billion bucks, how is that possible?
1: <laughs> yeah, I saw that number and it, it struck me as, as exaggerated. I do not see how it could be that expensive. Um, I saw one comment from somebody else saying that's what it costs, just leave a building and build a new one. It might be cheaper. Um so I don't know. I think that may be a little bit over the top. Having said that, it's it's a bit of a difficult building to to air condition because it's a semi-bunker, not a, not a complete bunker, but a sort of partial bunker. So you know, a you do need your air conditioning because there are no windows, so virtually no windows. B there is no real external airflow, so it makes it a little difficult from that angle. Advantage, um, of course, once you get it cool, it stays cool for a while. I think the, the the issue is it's a large building, it's a, it's a bit of a difficult one to keep climate control going, and I'm not sure why it's all died. It may just be that the aircon is old. You know, it's, I mean, it's, a, it's an old building. I do remember some time ago, the the underground army headquarters next door had, a, if I recall correctly, they had a problem also with the aircon. That was partly because the city of Trani was not able to provide water. There was a problem with the water supply to the buildings. And the aircon obviously needs, needs water as well, or some aircons do. This one does uses water as a, as a heat sink. And that was a problem there. And that took for a long to, uh, ages to, to, to resolve. But I think the issue here is simply that you're looking at, at old equipment that is dying. dying, And on top of that, the maintenance is the responsibility of the Department of Public Works. And they get very upset if anybody else does anything. Points way air force, trying the to themselves. And PWB have a long track record of not doing their work. So I think the Air Force is the victim in this one. They anyway, were caught between a, an antique aircon system that is dying and the Public Works Department has done nothing about it for decades.
0: Helmut, very often these type of uh, red flags—air conditioning not working, or water not coming out of the taps, or uh, the the remote for the gate not being fixed—they are basically telltale signs, evidential signs that your your company, your institution uh, is going south and going you know down very rapidly. Um, I'm not, of course, uh, you know, saying that that may be the case of the of the Air Force, but but have many in the military field viewed it like that, that for a long time now, the Air Force and other branches of the military. But at one stage, I mean, South Africa, of course, prided itself in a, in a very functioning air force in, 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 in Africa, for that matter. I mean, our aircrafts or services abroad, cutting-edge technology by way of, I think it was the cheetah back in the day and other, you know, components that were sold worldwide. What's the state of the Air Force today, Helmut? Well, sadly, the state of the Air Force is such, is pretty much the same as the state of the Air Force headquarters.
1: Um, mm-hmm. for much the same reason money. Now the what you said about it, these little these little technical failures, fundamentally, in the in, in, it was, that's the main department not doing this job, and that's a problem throughout the defence force, and they take over the maintenance from. themselves. They take money from the defence but don't do it. That's one thing. But the Air Force itself has the problem. They they have not had the money to actually maintain the aircraft. You know, mm. the support contracts going to buy the spares um, and then actually have the spares installed. On top of that came the implosion at the Nell, which made life even worse for them. But primarily it's it's a cash problem and it's not just the Air Force. If you go and look at the Navy, most of the ships are tied up alongside, just about all of them. Again, because they haven't been fully maintained, and they're shorter spares, they're shorter parts. And worse, they have not been modernized or upgraded. So the frigates, their their radars are 20-year-old radars. And their 20-year-old military radar is is no longer state-of-the-art. And probably doesn't work all that well anyway, simply because it's that old. You know, the, the Army has similar problems. It's just not visible because what we do with the Army mainly is deploy soldiers, peacekeeping, fixing things, whatever. So you don't see the fact that the prime mission equipment, the big stuff, isn't working. But I think most will find most armored vehicles, the auxiliary pieces, so, again, haven't been upgraded, haven't been modernized, and a lot of them simply aren't operational because they haven't been maintained. And not because the Army
0: is too stupid to maintain them, it just doesn't have the money. You know, Helmut, the, the recent, of course, uh, the, the air conditioning story that we are speaking, that we have been you know, speaking about. Has the Air Force put out any sort of statement that, you know what, that we acknowledge the problem, we are fixing it. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, our, our staff need not worry that we are going to sort them out in a while. Any news on the on the Air Force? I
1: haven't heard anything recent. It may have happened, but I'm, I'm not down in Cape Town. So I don't do things necessarily up there. In the past, they, 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 they were fully aware of the problem. At one point, they were even telling a lot of their people to work from home, work from alternative offices, which is much the same as the as, as army that were made a problem with their underground headquarters. And they also uh, had people working from other other buildings and, and some from home. Um, but it's, it's a major problem. You can't... Uh, can't send everybody home, they have got to keep functioning. So I think the they do need to sit or the minister maybe needs to very urgently at cabinet level lean on public works. Say so guys you've got to do something. And alternatively the Air Force needs to say, Okay, well skip forget that building, let's move out. Uh, move to another building altogether. Or set up shop temporarily in hangars or something to keep operating. It's possible. It's not ideal, far from ideal but you certainly can't work at uh, those temperatures and you certainly
0: can't work if your computers keep dying Helmut you know the deteriorating um, condition of the of the defense force uh, Navy Air Force as well as the, uh, the 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 infantry or the on-ground you know personnel Uh, I mean, of course, uh, South Africa is not at war, you know, currently, uh, you know, with its neighbors or or anybody for that matter. But a country being battle ready, I mean, how important is this? I mean, there are many countries of the world that are not necessarily actively involved in war, but continue to maintain a a decent um, equipment or set of equipment and well as a, a trained personnel uh, if not they themselves at war, but their allies, their neighbors, and being counted on as the as the pride of the nation, that we are there on standby, should the need be domestic or, or international. South Africa in recent years, in your opinion, Helmut, I mean, fared badly, have we? But, yeah, the, but one, one thing to understand is uh, defense spending in peace fund does
1: not get votes and politicians do things that they they think will get voted back in. So they will throw money at at social projects, even if they're actually long-term damaging to the economy, or at best to do very little to help the economy, they will not spend on defense. And by that, I don't want to stop all social projects in South Africa. I mean, we have a hell of a lot of really, really poor people who need the help. And that's not the issue here. But governments are very reluctant to spend on defense in peacetime. The problem is that, building a defense force or even rebuilding it when you've neglected it for a few decades, as we have, that takes anywhere between 10 and 20 years or more to, to undo the damage. And the conflict can show up rather more quickly. You know, I have a very clear memory in 2008 of German ministry defense officials telling me with absolute confidence that there will never again be a big war in Europe. And when I expressed doubts, they reassured me. And then, yeah, three months later, the Russians invaded Georgia. And then, of course, in 14, they invaded parts of, of Ukraine, and now in 22, they invaded all of Ukraine. But, you know, 2008, it was absolutely there's no problem. There'll never be another war. And, for example, the, the German army cut its fleet of, of battle tanks from 3,500 to 225. They're now frantically scrambling to catch up, as are most European countries. Um, some, like the United Kingdom, haven't quite woken up yet. But that's that's the problem. People tend to neglect the defence, of course, every country in the world, until the poor poor hits the sand and then it's a bit late. And then you pay the price in a term in terms of casualties and maybe lost everything. If you look at South Africa, the, the previous government, in forty eight they came to power, they said, Well, they never go to war for Britain again and certainly after that's the Commonwealth, they really cut back. The only reason they bought a few fighter aircraft regarded at the time was because if you're still flying propeller fighters when other people are flying jets, 10-year-old boys like embarrassing because of the editor. They bought ships mm. for the Navy because that was the way to get the Royal Navy out of Simonstown. They neglected the army. So, for instance, a friend of mine came out of Italy in 1945 as an artillery, artillery sergeant major, went to Angola in Operation Savannah in 1975, 30 years later, on exactly the same guns. Mm. The, the National Party then started rebuilding the defense force you can take it as a start date, for argument's sake, like 1970, it varies a little bit in the late 60s, something, 70s, say 1970. That rebuilding of the defense force would have been completed around 1995 if the funding hadn't been cut after 89. Yeah. The new government, when it came to power, did buy some equipment for arms deals, and by the way, despite all the allegations, we've got very good equipment at very good prices. But some they didn't buy enough of, and the the agreement was from Treasury that they would leave the funding in place after been paid for to close other equipment gaps and capability gaps. That Treasury remained on. So, for instance, there was never money to buy maritime patrol aircraft, which means we have a very little idea what goes on in our waters. More recently, the Air Force haven't been able to get money to do its airspace surveillance radars, so we don't really know exactly what's going on in our airspace. And so it goes on. It's typical of a lot of countries...
0: Uh, we just seem to have taken it to an extreme. Helmut, thank you so much for this conversation this early morning with this insights into the, well, the issues and the woes of South Africa's defence system. And uh, once again, uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you, Helmut, this morning. (laughs) Anytime. Helmut Heitman, military uh, expert and advisor on military-related affairs.